0: Welcome back to Happiness Now. Today's subject isn't particularly new. Even Gandhi has talked about it. Be the change you want to see in the world. We see this quote and its types all over social media and on nice billboards. But what does this even mean? To start unpacking this loaded subject, we have Narayani and Shurjo with us. Welcome back, guys. Can you please shed some light on bringing self-correction, self-awareness to our thoughts? choices, and actions, before we look to change the external world?
1: Yeah, that's an important question, isn't it? Changing others versus changing ourselves. I think people's need to change others is really a reflection of their desire to change themselves. They just don't know it. The beautiful thing about this world, about this entire universe, really, is that it is, in fact, a reflection of us. Uh, that's a hard part to tune into, but the, the more you're able to introspect, the more you see circumstances around you, repeating patterns, certain things coming again and again into your life, you start to realize, you know, if you're honest, that I'm attracting the same kind of people all the time, <laughs> the same relationships, the same sense of whatever injustice, if you want to take something larger. It's a great thing to want to try to change the world. But the problem is most people, say, for example, who want to change um, racial inequality or you know, they want to change the injustice done to some certain segment of, of society. When they try to create change by putting out more negativity into the world, that's where it doesn't work from. It's great to bring awareness to change in general. And that's why the yogic path is a, is a process of you know, let me first look into myself, see what I can implement inside me, and then I try to manifest from within, outwardly, whatever that changes. And this is a flow of what, if you want to use a scientific term, would be magnetism. You know, how, would, how do I magnetize change? Because what are you going to do? You can shout out a lot of stuff, and you know what's how long is that process going to take? How many people are you going to have to convince in order for that change to actually take place? Just a lot. But if you look at individuals who've brought about a lot of change, you've never really seen them shout a lot. You've never really seen them go and, you know, shake the trees and jump around up and down or try to be the loudest voice in the room. Anybody, any and it's always been individuals who've started movements that have brought about change. And those individuals are very calm, very composed, very self-possessed. And they've worked more than anything on themselves. And it's their magnetism that has brought about change which has inspired people to even want to change. And so in a sense, we use our desire for change because it's, it's not helpful to say to somebody, first you change yourself. In fact, at times, you know <laughs> you'll just put a person off. But if you kind of help them see that their change and the change they're trying to see has a relationship. Hey, what if we do both? then it's helpful to them. Otherwise, it's a little condescending. Otherwise, it, you know, it's like, I'm on my high horse of, you need to change first. And it doesn't really help that person. What's most important when we talk about anything is, does it actually help? So to use these high philosophies of spirituality sometimes can be detrimental to a person. So you have to start realizing, hey, what if we magnetize ourselves in a way? And what is magnetism? We know from, Einstein's explanation that the entire universe is purely made up of energy. When Einstein gave us E equals MC squared, he says there's no such thing as mass, there's no such thing as matter, it's all just energy and it's a lot of energy. MC squared, the C squared is like speed of light squared. So he's saying that's the amount of energy a little bit of mass has. We created the atomic bomb just from that understanding. So if I realize I have so much energy inside myself, I have so much power inside myself, the only reason I can't express that power is because I don't know how to use that energy. And magnetism says that any flow of energy is going to have a direct response from the universe, right? And that's how the entire universe is functioning and that's how it relates and responds to us. Our thoughts, our energy, our intentions, our words. The universe is constantly formulating and reshaping itself around us to create what it thinks we are.
2: That's a very interesting and tricky question because it's not just attracting what we are, but ultimately attracting what we need to learn in life in order to keep growing and evolving spiritually as human beings. And the universe responds above all, not to what you say, but to the intention behind what you say and what you ask. So it's very important for us, every time we desire a change, we want a change, where is that desire really coming from? because that's where the universe is going to respond to. And of course, that comes back the answer of magnetism that Shuja was about to explain. In fact, maybe you can pick it up.
1: So that's what, it's, it's just important to get to that reality because that's where change comes from. That's where all great people have changed the world from, from their own magnetism, because that's what the universe responds to. It doesn't respond to shouting. It doesn't respond to a great display of ha ha he he, you know, to jumping or to going out to the streets. It just doesn't respond to that. It sees that, but we're such conflicted beings. We have so many thoughts and desires and wants and dislikes and, and they completely kind of, they're like static, they screw with our magnetism. So when, like a magnet, if I take a magnet, what's, what's in a magnet? A magnet is made up of molecules, and magnetism only exists in a magnet if all those molecules are aligned, and they're aligned in a north-south fashion. When alignment happens of each molecule, energy flows, and a magnetic field is created. In ourselves, we're not aligned beings. We have so many things we want, don't want, like, don't like. People who change the world have one intention to change. They don't have and I also actually want to be a millionaire, and by the way, I also really just want to watch Netflix all day, and you know, also, and then the universe says, bhai, what do you really want? So that's when we say, that's why we talk about changing ourselves, not because it's just a nice thing to kind of contemplate. It's a real thing.
2: I think in this particular case, introspection plays a vital role for us to gain clarity in those areas of our lives that we really want to change. And if we don't take that time, that pause, perhaps every day or every week or every month to reevaluate what are the priorities in my life? What what are the things that really need to be reoriented and changed? We will never gain the clarity, even how to ask the universe. So find a time every day, to just revaluate. you know, how did my day go today? Did I make any progress? Did I change something? Did I improve? my way of relating to other people, my ability to do things better, my ability to communicate more clearly. Start changes from the very basic. Don't, don't, don't start by trying to change something that it seems impossible. Bring everything to a level that you can deal with it daily, where changes are happening, happening slowly but gradually daily and and that's how we really change bit by bit one step at a time and and you will never know what do you need to change if you don't stop and detach yourself from your life and start watching what are the things that really need your attention and start putting energy there otherwise a change then will only happen through a disappointment in life. And a disappointment will be like almost an imposition from the universe to
0: change. You talked about like people who really want something and have created lasting change are single-mindedly focused on something. But in regular life, you would want multiple things. You want a family, you want a career, and millions or billions or whatever the new it is, is that reconcilable?
1: It's very much reconcilable, but it's reconcilable only from the perspective of what's the end goal. Now say, for example, I want a lot of money, and I get a lot of money. But with it comes a lot of other responsibilities, a lot of other fears, a lot of other. And then the question is, is that what you wanted? What did you really want in the first place? So when I say what I want, is true lasting joy, happiness, if that's indeed, and I believe, that seems to be everybody's hope, then you have to kind of put it all into perspective. And I say, okay, okay, in my family, then how do I bring lasting joy and happiness in my family? Oh, when I give more to people, I bring lasting joy. When I think I need to receive from them, I bring temporary and superficial joy. So when we're not focusing so much on the money that we're going to create, but what lasting change, perhaps, in the process of creating, where money becomes the byproduct and a natural byproduct, you see, because money is energy, and when you put out energy, and when you're in alignment, you attract energy, and then it comes as money, it comes as support, it comes as great friendships, it comes, it comes in abundance, and then that abundance can be whatever. For example, Narayani and I, we don't have money, but we have abundance. And that means it allows us to do anything we want. We can travel to any part of the world and we'll find somebody who will take care of us. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's just, this is how the universe works because it's not interested in money, it's interested in energy, which is its currency. So that, once you know those things, then you can put anything into alignment, you see. Then nothing is out of place. Then everything supports the other. Because it is important to have more energy. And if money can be the hook for you to have more energy, then why not? But when you get to the money and you realize it was never the money, but it was the energy, that's when you've gained wisdom. But when you think it was the money in the first place, then that's when you've gained bondage.
0: Guys, that was so wise. I'm, I feel like my mind is blown and I need time to process this. Um, and Shurjo, uh, I think it's time for you to lead us into another meditation.
1: Alright, as always, it's just helpful to step away for a moment from the philosophy, the intellectual concepts, and try to integrate them just a little bit more deeply inside ourselves. We talked about magnetism as the real driving force of change, and magnetism depends on our clarity. So, as we sit to meditate with a straight spine, with an open heart, with relaxed shoulders, with your gaze inwardly and gently uplifted, just take a moment to think, what is it that you truly want? What is the experience, if you have a name for it, that you are chasing in things, in people, in changes that the world you think owes you. And then introspect a step deeper and say, and think, and feel, what am I doing, truly, to cooperate with that final goal? Rest in that awareness, just for a moment, self-honesty and deep relaxation that it's not really big, big, big things, but the simple, everyday thoughts, words, intentions, actions. As we end, set one intention for yourself now as the first thing you will do, after this meditation, to take one step closer to the change you want to see. And whenever you feel ready, just gently,
0: joyfully open your eyes. Narainee, Shojo, thank you so much as always. That was beautiful. I can't wait to talk with you more. And I hope you all enjoyed it. Please take as much time as you want to stay in that meditative space and come back to us when you're ready.